welcome to Inching Towards Awesome, the podcast for transforming your life one tiny step at a time. I'm Melinda Fulmer. And I'm Alex Pham. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode is lies, lies, lies. <laughs> How are you doing today, Alex? I'm outstanding. How are you, Melinda? I'm great. And that's no lie. Let's see, we're both. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is. In my case, it is. Oh, no. Actually, my back is kind of hurting me. Oh, I'm really no. tired. Oh. But that's, it's a lie. It's <sighs> all a lie. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We all lie. It's, at, you know, it's something we all do. Even the saints among us like Alex Pham. That was my point. And uh, so we're going to talk about why. Why do we lie? And, and what impact does it have on our health? You might be surprised. And in the second half of our podcast, we revisit the topic of whether or not our sitting is aging us. Um, last week, we had a chance to get off our tushes and try moving around. So we're going to revisit that topic and see how well we did with our challenges. Stay tuned. Okay, so let's jump in and talk about lying. We, uh, you know, tell lies when we're kind of in an awkward situation. We, you know, I don't really want to go see that movie with that person. So um, suddenly I have a school fundraiser to go to. Or we lie to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. I ran for four miles when it was really like three and a half. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do it. We, sometimes it's a good thing, right? We lie to spare the feelings of others, you know, like that. That asymmetrical haircut looks great on you. Not. <laughs> Not. Um, um, and we just might lie and, and agree with somebody just to, you know, to get on their good side. You know, yeah, I love that that yoga teacher made us do like 20 minutes of like backbends and in headstands. Also not. <laughs> not, not. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of reasons we do it. And you you get the picture. We do it about studies show like 11 times a week or at least once or twice a day. It's something we do quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and lying, we're examining lying because it has an impact or potentially has an impact on our mental health and our well-being. So um, the research on this is a little conflicting. Some uh, research says that uh, lying um, triggers our stress reaction in our amygdala, and that increases our heart rate. And that's how lie detectors work. They pick up on that physical response to stress that we feel when we lie. And, and we all know how bad stress is for our bodies. On the other hand, there's another study that was recently published in Nature, the journal Nature, that shows that the brain adapts to dishonesty. So if you keep lying, your amygdala, your brain gets used to it, and then it leads to even more and more lying. So the magnitude and escalation of self-serving lies that we tell just keeps <laughs> growing and growing, just like Pinocchio's nose. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, um, I mean, I think the overall, the overall um, effect, it says, is that our brain adapts to dishonesty and we tell even more and more lies. And, we, you know, it becomes this slippery slope. So, um, I mean... 
On the one hand, are you saying that we develop a lying prowess that we just (laughs) become lying pros? Exactly. It's like a a skill, a despicable skill like any other. The more we do it, the better we become at it. Um, On the other hand, there is, you know, there is, there's, uh, there are studies to show that lying makes us stressed out. And the more lies we tell, the more we stress out about having to keep track of our lies and make sure that our web of lies are consistent and that we maintain them. And, you know, it's just a lot of work for our brain to, to, um, keep track of, whereas the truth doesn't require an explanation. It just is. Yeah. I think I, I read one study that showed that, um, people who tracked their lying, and they, um, and the ones that were told not to lie at the end of the study, they reported uh, a greater sense of well-being and fewer actual physical complaints or or issues. So yep. maybe you know, be feeling lighter from not having to <laughs> yes. carry around the stress of, as you pointed out, keeping keeping up with who you lied to <laughs> what and you said to you know, who? just not caring. Your- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not carrying around that weight or the guilt for sure about, you know, oh, I feel really bad that, you know, I said I couldn't go to this thing and that was a lie. And so w- what was it I was maybe. doing? Uh, was I washing my hair or was I stuck in traffic? I can't remember. Ah. There, Yeah, there's nothing worse than getting caught in a lie. Um, right. You know, yep. it's uh, that public shaming. It's the worst and- Yes. Oh, so it is the worst because then people look at like you can't be trusted. Right. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. In grad school, they all made us read this book called Lying. And it was written by Cicela Bach, a, uh, a Norwegian philosopher. And she says that, you know, lying, um, lying sort of corrodes our trusts in in our relationships. Um, and then she extends it further because mm. she's a philosopher and she likes big you know, big sweeping thoughts. And she says, lying actually also um, erodes our social systems and our institutions. So if we are as leaders of institutions start lying, and we lose that public trust, you know, with what happened with Wells Fargo, and so on, it, it starts to corrode the institutions themselves and undermine the very institutions that hold up democracy, or our social systems, or our culture, or, um, and so that it escalates. It's just broader than just that one little lie. Um, it begets mm-hmm. other lies and it has consequences too. So it remind this topic really reminds sure. me of that. Well, it also, um, the more you lie, the less you're able to be authentic, as you kind of point out there, the less you're able to be in touch with, you know, what you actually like and, you know, uh, be able to stick up for yourself in a way that's authentic. So yeah. I I think that I think that it's important to kind of cultivate that skill of being able to say, no, without lying, to be able to say, <laughs> instead of making an excuse, a lie, to be able to say politely, no, I'd rather not do that. Right. And then once you are able to do that, you feel lighter, you're able to do it more. And so you're able to live a lot more authentically um, as a result. Yeah. So, so Cicela also gives us this, uh, this three-step model for making ethical choices, says the first step is to consult your conscience. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. And then the second step is to seek alternatives. Instead of saying, you know, I don't like that haircut, um, you can say, I like the way your face looks today. <laughs> And a third, <laughs> I don't know how that would go over. How does my how does my hair look? You know, I like your lipstick. I don't think any. I don't know if anybody's going to buy that. They're going to be like, so that was a bad alternative. Um, uh, I think that maybe that just doesn't work in that situation. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. I'm not being imaginative enough, obviously. Um, but she says, you know, seek alternatives. Maybe, maybe the truth, kindly told, is the is the best option. Or maybe you yeah. just don't say anything um, and avoid lying. <laughs> so that's the alternative. She says, you say, hey, look over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How does my hair look? Is that I have to go? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a is that a hummingbird over there? Oh my gosh! Is that a is is that a what's happening down the street? I mean, yeah. And then the third step, which is you know, this is probably not necessary with many white lies, but for the big, big stuff, you know, the big, you you pull out the big gun, which is to hold an imaginary ethical dialogue with the people involved. And, uh, and that's just for the big guns. So that's, that's her solution. (laughs) I don't know. I see. I thought I'd share it here and, uh, just in case it's of use to our readers, but I want to know, yeah, it's confession time. How? Uh oh! <laughs> Tell me about a lie that you told. Okay. Well, when I was in high school, I, then I was lying about, oh yeah, I'm gonna go spend the night with a friend, and then, um, and yeah, I may have spent the night with a friend, but then I would wouldn't tell them. I guess lie by omission that I went to a party and that we got home late, and you know that we we're really getting together with all these other friends, or I lied that we were studying. So oh, then it yes, started studying. out like that. <laughs> Yes, yes. But now, you know, I, I'm more on the, you know, I'm this mature woman. And I just tell the white lies, you know, like your haircut looks good, or I exaggerate, you know, about things being more difficult than they are, or that, you know, those shoes look amazing. (laughs) When they're, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, You know, (laughs) or when I want to get out of something, you know, the usual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how about you, Alex? When did your lie, when have your lies caught, caught up with you or what lo- lies do you find yourself telling? Um, well, I'll share a, a lie that actually Dan told this week. I just thought it was so funny that I have to share it with you. <laughs> um, but it would, I would have totally done the exact same thing. So I'm not saying that. She's you know, ratting out her husband. No, poor Dan. <laughs> so. Uh, we're we're having our house remodeled, and we have this nosy neighbor. Um, he spies this nosy neighbor who's just you know who's walking up and kind of sneaking up to our window and looking in, and she's putting her hands around her eyes to shield the light so she can like really look in. And she doesn't know. Oh God! Yeah, she doesn't know that he's around. So she walks up to her and says, "Can I help you?" And, you know, I guess she's just one of these incredibly nosy neighbors who has no sense of space and personal space. So she says, says, oh, yes, I've been I just wanted to see how this remodel is going. You guys are doing so much. 
And Dan says, yeah, yeah, well, it's it's coming along, you know, very noncommittally. And then she says, so do you think I can come inside and see it? And <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point, Dan is just like sweating bullets because wow. this woman is wow. Yeah. And he says, he says, no, our, our son is sleeping. He's taking a nap now. I, I wouldn't want him to wake up, you know, and he says this because A, he doesn't want this woman in our house and B, um, mm. you know, he just he doesn't want her to think that the house is abandoned or something in case, you know, there she has other nefarious motives for looking in. Anyways, mm -hmm. so they talk mm -hmm. for another minute or so. And then, you know, my son comes walking out and saying, hi. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Obviously oh, God. not taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and oh <boy>. so, <laughs> so this lie kind of caught up with him and they do the backwards shuffle through the door and say okay well have a nice day <laughs> bye, bye bye see you later that's mighty invasive of her i have to say <laughs> <laughs> it was it really was that's another do you mind topic. if i invite myself in <laughs> <laughs> yes can i stay exactly. for dinner <laughs> <laughs> what are you having? What are you having for dinner? Um, what do you have to drink? <laughs> oh, anyways. Wow. So, um, so yes. So that's, uh, we, we've been paying a lot of attention to our, our truth and lies this week, haven't we? Well, how about you? Have you, you know, what's, what's the lie that you tell the most, Alex? Like, what's the, the little lie that you find on repeat fibbing about? Right. Um, so I, I, I'm too old to go to parties, so I don't lie about my partying anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no more parties for Alex. Um, I, okay. So I, I think that my lying falls into like three different categories. Um, the first one is to manipulate an outcome and I, mm -hmm. I lie so that I can get a better outcome. Um, and then the second one is um, social grease. You know, it's the the grease and the social gears mm -hmm. that keeps things rolling along smoothly. Like, yes, I I do like your haircut when I think it's atrocious. Um, <laughs> lying to um, be light is a as the is I think the the third primary reason why I I lie. You know, it's. Uh, I compliment people when, you know, or try to find common ground with people, not lying to have common ground with people, like tell them I, I collect stamps when I don't, but um, just because they collect stamps, um, but more like, oh, that's fascinating, you know, or, oh, how do you do that? Right. And, and, and sort of outwardly express interest where there really is none. And I'm kind of asleep inside. Um <laughs> 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 she, she's mentally making a to-do list but is saying uh, yes. fantastic tell me more yes uh, well yes. oh my gosh now now when you tell me something when you tell me that's fantastic or that's so interesting i'm gonna be like she hates it she's she probably it. she's probably flicking through instagram right now and she's saying that right oh uh, yeah that's right. fantastic now i know alex oh. so i'm gonna start asking you questions it'll be like a quiz to see if you're paying attention i do that with my kids sometimes too where it's like well they'd be like great yeah uh-huh sure and i'll be like would you like to duck your head in a bucket of paint yeah sure of course yeah yeah what do you uh -huh. want, mom yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. That, those are well. Those are the reasons why I lie. Hey, well, you know, everybody lies. You know, I I actually meant to mention it earlier, but I read this thing which was so funny. It was you. Are you familiar with um, Coco the sign language gorilla? Oh yes. Does Coco have a kitten? He um. Coco has a kitten. See, I knew you would knew. I knew you would know this. The uh, the even even gorillas lie. He I read some story about him at her. Excuse me about her tearing her sink off the wall in her you know in her habitat, and um, she was afraid she was going to get in trouble. And so when they asked her about it, she did sign language for. Cat did it. She blamed it on her kitten as if a kitten could tear a sink out of the wall. Right. Oh my so God, look, that's e- hilarious. So even, even, you know, primates are doing it. So I don't feel that bad. But clearly Coco needs to work on her lies a little bit. Okay. But we need to work on not lying so much and, uh, See how it feels. So that's why Alex and I discussed a lie diary, basically keeping a list of all the lies that we tell in a 24-hour period. You know, what you lied about and write it down. Every single one? Yeah. Every single one. Every single and I'm one. talking about the the white lies and the 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 huge lies. I don't know if lies by omission counts, but let's just start with the the lies, fibs, and as you put it, social grease and, and all of that, truths. and write it down. Yes, okay, exactly, what and about see. Truths? And also, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that counts. I don't think that's okay. enough of a truth oh. to count. I think it has to be more than fifty, you know, more than seventy-five percent to count as a truth. Okay, all so. Right. <laughs> Just I and I think it would probably be good to uh, write a little thing about how you how you felt about it. How did it make you feel? Okay, when you did it, did you feel guilty? Okay, did you feel nothing? Did you feel great? Like (laughs) lying is awesome. (laughs) That was a I missed that bullet. Uh, that was my addition, but <laughs> I felt relief. <laughs> oh, I felt relieved to tell that lie. Oh, that was an easy one. So, I mean, and that's hey, that all counts. All but right. uh, and how? So, how long do you think we should do this for? Okay, so twenty-four hour period. But yeah, I think what, let's try twenty-four uh, wh- hours and see what happens. Okay. And should we try to do a day we vow not to lie and see how we do? Yes. Okay. I think that's good. I think the first day should be just keeping track of our lies. And then the second day, try to not lie at all. The day of brutal honesty. Just don't yeah. call me well, that day. Don't, nobody calls me that day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't no, talk to me. I'm going to call you all week long. I want the truth, Alex. I want the truth. Do you like me? So. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you every day. <laughs> what do you think about my, uh, my clothes, Alex? What do you think about that last story I wrote, that last blog post? Ah, I'm going to do it. 
<laughs> I know, because I know there'll be one day where you have to be honest. So that's right. That'll be good. I'll, I'll be seeking alternatives that day. <laughs> now, the question is, because I know that uh, this life coach, Lauren Zander, that I'm familiar with, she suggests you even take it a step further. Oh. That you tell the people, if you do lie, you tell the people you lied to. Oh my God. <laughs> that you lied. Oh man. Okay. Should we do that? Should we go should we go up to advanced level? Oh I say we pick one of our lies and do that. Not every single one. Just pick okay. one. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a that's a deal. That's that's inching that's towards inching. awesome. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't want to take on too much. <laughs> No, 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 no. All right. Okay. All right. That sounds, that sounds like fun. Sort of. All right. Was that a, I'm ready. hmm, Was that really a lie or was that really going to be fun? Actually, I think it's going to be, I'm very curious. (laughs) Now you've got me second guessing you. (laughs) I I don't know. Well, okay. So it's not, maybe not fun, but fascinating. I think it'll be fascinating. And that's no lie. (laughs) <laughs> I see I, I would just say it, it'll be interesting okay okay let's leave it at that let's leave it at that let's, let's not go into uncharted territory let's, here all okay, right we'll, we'll be we'll be very realistic okay so let's talk about the movement challenge this is the second um, half our movement challenge so the challenge yes. from last week was that so many of us are sitting and doing our work so absorbed that we forget to stand up and uh, move around. Um, and our excessive sitting is aging us and doing all kinds of bad things to our bodies and our mental health. So the challenge was for each of us to do something um, that uh, would require us to get up and move around, get our, our blood flowing, oxygen levels hot up, and uh, move around. So uh, I think Melinda... Um, you had vowed to do a little standing up while you're working and I, uh, yes. had tried to promise, well, I promised and, uh, we'll see in a second whether or not I kept, I was able to keep that promise to go walk the dogs. Um, so yes. Melinda, you go first. Okay. You know, I'd like to say that, you know, I, I did such a great job with this challenge, um, to be honest, yes, I did. I <laughs> technically do it. Yes, I did it. You I did it! Hooray! Would, um, I did it. I did it. Yay. But I, when I say a few minutes, I really, literally mean just a few minutes. Well, I good. would uh, put my laptop on the handlebars of the spin bike next to my desk and use it as like an impromptu standing desk because it is exactly the correct height for a standing desk. It's just oh. not very stable. Right. So I tried to spin and and answer emails, but that that was a huge disaster. So uh, no go on that. But I did stand up and answer emails and, um, you know, do some very basic things a couple times each. Well, I want to say one time each day um, for about five to 10 minutes. So longer than I said I was going to do at a time, but maybe not two or three times just once during my big sitting period. But I did do something else. What did you do? Uh, 
Well, I'm trying to, because I wasn't doing it as much when I, you know, working at my computer, I said, okay, then when's the other time that I'm being a total lump? And of course, that's when I'm having my Netflix binge, you know, when I'm watching Game of Thrones at, uh-huh. <laughs> at night. And so I tried to do, or Colbert, or whatever I'm watching, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. tried to, most of the times that I'm doing that, sit on the floor instead of sitting on the couch because when I sat on the floor, I could kind of stretch and move and change positions. And, you know, I didn't get as comfortable, if you know what I mean. So there was more <laughs> fidgeting. There was more movement. And, oh, that's you good. Know, I found I didn't get as sleepy. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, I still really want to work on standing more at my desk during the day. But I think it's not one of those things where you can just dive right into it and, um, you know, work at a standing desk all day. You really have to kind of increase the time and increase the amount you're comfortable with. Yeah. Work yourself up. So, yeah. So I have a question. Are you, are you going to, um, are you going to continue to use those bicycle handlebars or are you going to move on to the (laughs) next step and get something else or what are your plans? I, I think I would like to actually, get a, an, a real standing desk. It's about time to replace my, Ooh. my desk in my office. That is a big and step. actually, yeah, it, I, I might just go for it and get a standing desk, be an investment in my health. That'd be great. Don't forget to buy one of those rubber mats under your, to put under your feet. Yes. I've heard that's important. Yeah. So I would have to get that. And maybe if I could just move it up and down, you know, even if it's just three times during the day or, you know, that's good. Yeah. Once every couple of hours would be great. Um, so that is my goal. That is like my pie in the sky. I'm going to get there, um, goal, but for right now, it's just setting my laptop on top of the spin bike (laughs) handlebars (laughs) and, and shifting my weight around. That's the, that's the poor man standing desk right that now. Works. That works. That totally works. <laughs> that totally works. How about you, Alex? How did your dog walking go? It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so it was very hot this week, and I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to go outside. So... I did another thing instead. So I, I have two Labradoodles with one with very curly hair and one with sort of wavy hair. And so instead what I did was these these dogs require a heck ton of grooming. Um, so what I would do is I would take 10 minute breaks about once or twice a day and I would um, brush the dogs. So, I mean, you, you could brush these animals forever and they'd still get mats. Um, so that's what, and you know, the dogs for the most part, enjoy it. So I spend some time with the dogs on the floor with them and I brush them and I work out their mats and knots and, and, uh, and so that, that turned out to be quality time with my dog, just not in the way I'd envisioned it. Um, 
And uh, so Dan is still doing. So Dan is still the designated (laughs) dog walker. He is. He still does. I swear, people, the dogs are getting walked. They (laughs) They are. are. They're getting three walks a day. Just not by me. Um, I am not the saint around here. The saint in the household goes by a completely other name. And it has like you. I've had this whirlwind of a week where it's just my schedule has been a wreck. And I've had to escape, you know, I've just had, I've, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm sorry. I gotta go. See you. So I would duck out yeah. and go to the Starbucks yeah. and I would choose the one with the cocktail tables. You know, I remember last time we were talking about the cocktail tables. Yeah. They're actually perfect for standing. And I would stand for like 10 to 15 minutes at a time. Then I'd sit for a little and then I'd stand some more. Um, and I got my work done and then that was, it was great. I didn't keep track of how much time I was standing, but I just made sure that every time I went, I would stand um, at least a portion of the time and it turned out really well. So like you, Ooh. I'm kind of, I got my eye on a, on a, um, uh, on a standing desk. Um, I, I, I think I mentioned before that I had one at work um, mm-hmm. when I was working full-time in an office and I kind of miss it. So I've got my eye on one too. They're expensive. So I'll, I'm, we'll have to think about it a bit yeah. longer before I, before I splurge. They sure are. And there's lots of hacks online to be found about ways you can, you know, you can put boxes on top of your desk and then set your laptop on top of that. And, you know, different ways that you can kind of hack the whole standing desk thing. Yeah. It's just, um, so maybe, you know, that's a solution. Or just spending, uh, continuing to spend quality time at Starbucks <laughs> or any <laughs> coffee Or it's quasi-free. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I'm proud to say that the dogs are very nicely groomed this week. <laughs> Well, hey, at least, you know, something came of it. That's true. They're having their spa day <laughs> every day, you know, day and day. you're getting spa day every day for them. And, the, and then you're getting down, squatting to brush them, like just getting out of that sitting shape and getting into, you know, other moving your body up and down. Right. Is such a, a good thing. Yes. So yes, I I think that counts. I think right. I will we'll count that. <laughs> you know. So yeah. So it's a quarter quarter inch <laughs> forward for me this week. Quarter inch. A, I made progress. A quarter inch forward. <laughs> I made hey, progress. As long as as thing. long as you're not moving backwards and instead of sitting completely, I guess completely lying down <laughs> the entire right? day, then that's a a it's win. A win. We'll, we'll take it. All right. <laughs> We'll, we'll take it. And and speaking of woohoo, uh-huh. that's that is the subject of next week. <gasps> tell me, tell me. Woohoo! Oh, tell me, tell me. Okay. So this is going to be I think the most fun and I'm not lying about that. <laughs> it's about allowing yourself to have fun and reconnecting with that inner joy, that playfulness you used to have as a kid. Uh, we're so great at finding it as kids, and for many of us, we kind of lose that along the way with all of our heavy, soul-crushing responsibility <laughs> that we're we're carrying. So this will be how can we connect with that sense of fun? Um, oh. You know, what does it look like? Is it 
what you do is did as a child? Is it new way finding new ways to play? So okay, that's what we'll dig into All next right. week. All right, that sounds that now that really does sound like fun. In all in all in all honesty. Um yes. so that about wraps it up for this this episode. And as always, we'd like to hear from you. Um, in what situations do you find yourself not being totally truthful? And if you have other topics you'd like for us to address in a future podcast, drop us a line on Twitter at inching the number two awesome and on Facebook and Instagram at inching towards with an S awesome inching towards awesome, both on Facebook and Instagram. Tell us about your truthiness score and where you tend to trip up on the truth. All right. And until next time, go small or go home. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Bye.